All right, so this is our first week in Christianese. You'll see it says part one. Part one is this whole block, okay? So, like, that's not changing, okay? Part one, explaining the gospel plainly. The reason I'm saying that is because if I just said, we're going to talk about Christianese, we would literally probably be doing that for the next two years because there's so many Christianese terms and things that we'd say, and the more you think about it, the more you find. So I'm reining in, okay? So we're going to talk about Christianese stuff around uh, the gospel. Uh, and so, first first off, unmute this, give this to Michael. First off, I want to just ask, I'm, I'm kind of guessing you all have the general gist of this, but the question is, uh, what do we mean by the word Christianese? Because that's not a real word. So, when I say Christianese, what do you think that means? What comes to mind? And it's totally fine if you're wrong, because, it's, again, it's a word I made up. As Christians grow in their faith, things like that, terms become familiar. There's things that describe larger events, larger terms like exodus, you know, sanctification. We throw out phrases and terms that explain larger principles and events, things like that. And um, as the more you're around it, the more it's common knowledge and the more you almost subconsciously expect other people to know it. And that's the, that's where, that's why we're having this class. So it's, it's that, it's that assumed knowledge that you lay on somebody else. That's where the, there needs to be a break there, actually, and we need to look at whoever we're speaking to and, and try to make sure that we are explaining, clearly not assuming things that shouldn't be assumed by the person you're talking to. That's what I would say. Um, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I think from somebody who didn't grow up, <laughs> I mean, but I do. <laughs> um, but as somebody who didn't actually grow up in the church, I also have a perspective of it where sometimes it's like, sometimes it's like you're just using big words to make me feel dumb. Um, and then sometimes it's like, okay, but why didn't you just say this? <laughs> um, there are some words where it's like, and then there's some words I think that we have different definitions in the secular world for those terms you know sanctification is an interesting thing within the church society versus outside of the world they just don't see it as the depth of what the church sees it as um and there are some other words too i remember matt using i think it was propitiatory um but um in, in one of your sermons, I think. And um, I had to look it up, and it wasn't until I got to, like, the fourth definition that it made sense within what the church was talking about. I was like, that makes no sense about what he's talking about at all. And it wasn't until I got all the way down to the fourth dictionary definition that it was like, oh, okay, that's church-related. So I think that gives some perspective, maybe. I think on the other side of that, for people who have grown up in the church, especially since we were small children, we hear things and absorb them, and just the same way we learn any part of language, we assume we know definitions to things. And we feel really comfortable saying those words and talking about those words, but if someone comes to us and says, what does that actually mean? <laughs> I think we tend to trip over ourselves. Like, that was one of the tricky things in Bible college is that they would ask us, okay, like, what does that mean? Or, like, even simply explain the gospel in like a couple sentences without using those terms. And it was so hard because so much of our faith experience is framed by these words that I think we sometimes don't really even understand 
other than like a spiritual kind of feeling sense, but in a way that like is actually understandable or explainable to other people. Yeah, I like that one because that's when you put up the part one, what it's going to be, and that these relate to the gospel. Like immediately, what came to my mind when I saw that is like, okay, now explain the gospel in a way that people actually understand. <laughs> like I think that's. I feel like, and I might be wrong, you can correct me, I feel like that's kind of what's driving this particular block of the class. Yeah. All right. Well, good work, because you guys, you guys kind of hammered it out. That is, that is why we're doing this class, is because um, here in church, you will hear us say a bunch of stuff that is Christianese. Uh, and what we need to know is, first of all, what does that even mean? Because if we're using Christianese here, and we don't know what it means, then we're not saying anything, okay? You know, I can throw out a whole bunch of words, and I've heard people on YouTube and, and sermons say that to go on and on and on about all of the different things, especially related to the gospel, because they're trying to make a point about how intricate the gospel is and how, you know, but then, like, I'm like, you just got saved, or if you're thinking about getting saved, you're sitting there, those words, they're just rambling words. It doesn't say anything. Now, uh, this is what I put down as the my quote-unquote working definition of Christianese. This is what I'm trying to say Christianese is, because it's important for us to know what I'm saying Christianese is. So words, sayings, phrases, or expressions used inside the Christian community that we assume people, at least inside the community, understand. Okay. Um, I think sometimes we use words that we know people who don't believe in God will probably not understand, but we still use those words inside the Christian community. And we assume most of the time that the vast majority of the people inside the community would understand it. Uh, so in short, I put it's Christian jargon. So jargon, uh, what, what you, you guys Google it if you want, but uh, this was my eighth grade vocabulary word. So what is jargon? Because it's a little bit different than uh, lingo or slang. So I'll just give you that as a little hint. Uh, cultural phrases and um, words that are used um, just like culturally, right? Where there's like everybody knows what it means. Everybody knows what you're talking about. That's pretty close. And I think that means a little bit of people but it, it, you're, you're right in the sense that it's constrained language to something. That already stole my answer. <laughs> I told I told Ryan it was the wrong answer. When I think of jargon, the first thing that comes to my mind is the military and really workplace environments where you're using words, acronyms, things like that, that in your community, in your workplace, everybody knows what it means. Everybody on the outside is like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, jargon's industry-specific language for specific people. We'll see some uh, examples of that later, which will be fun. But we've been kind of talking about Christianese. Is Christianese a good thing? Okay. So first question is... Is, first, my question is, is Christianese bad? Because it obviously we're having a whole class talking about, this is Christianese, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you just blah, 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 right? Like, it seems like we're saying it's a bad thing, but I want us to first agree, 
entirely Christianese is not bad. Like, it's not like stop using Christianese always. It's terrible. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, part of the reason that we can't say that Christianese is all bad is because the terms are found in the Bible, like propitiation. Um, that obviously is not the Greek word, but whatever. We have to be able to know what that is because when you're reading the Bible and you're like, oh, that's Christianese. Why didn't the Bible just explain it plainly? You're like, oh, you know, back up a little bit. Um, but contextually, it's, it can quite possibly be bad. It could be harmful. It, it can make what you're saying way less understandable and actually like misunderstood and potentially like tell people you're saying something the exact opposite of what you're trying to say if we don't moderate our language. So uh, when dis uh, discussing the Bible or God outside of the believing community, Christian Christianese is rarely helpful. So if you're talking to a neighbor and they don't go to church, they don't care about God, like there's some basic English words that we'll use, like God, that you feel like shouldn't have to define. That's not Christianese. Well, depending on who you're talking to, that might be a Christianese term. You might actually have to spend 20 minutes talking about what you mean when you say the word God. And that seems so crazy to us as believers because we're like, boy, if we did that, Caleb's sermons would be. I mean, he'd write one sermon, be here for a year if he had to explain every word he said. But even inside of the believing community, not all terms are understood the same way. And when I say believing community, I mean, I'm talking like different denominations, but even in our own church, we can use words and we we're talking at each other and we think we're saying the same thing or we think we're arguing, but we're actually saying the same thing because we're using terms that come either from the Bible or from our upbringing or they're like, there's even like Christian like colloquialisms, like, you know, uh, I'm losing it, but like bless their heart or I received a word. Like, what is that? And sometimes that means a very specific thing of like, I actually heard God's voice prophesy to me. And sometimes it's just like, that's what I say when I say, here's a verse, you know? And like, it doesn't always mean the same, even inside of the believing community. So, Christianese isn't bad entirely, but it can be unhelpful, at least in certain contexts and with certain audiences. So then the question is, can Christianese be useful? Okay, we're all nodding yes. Doesn't look like anyone's jumping for a microphone, so we'll just move forward on there. I said, it's just sometimes yes. Um, as with industry-specific jargon, it can be utilized in conversations, lectures, debates, where the parties involved understand and agree to the definition of terms. And it can make discussions more succinct and more specific. Because if everything we have to explain what we mean by sanctification, every time we want to use the word sanctification, or if we want to use the word righteous, because it's in the passage for 14 times, we have to spend nine minutes explaining what righteousness is. It can make everything last so long. And for the people who understand those terms, it's monotonous, it's dumb, and it's like, you're, you're wasting my time. Okay. I don't have a whole lot of industry-specific terms uh, as a custodian. I'm sure every once in a while, if I took someone who's never cleaned in their life and they sent me, sent them to work with me, they probably would find it. But I mean, well, like, as far as specializing goes, you know, it's the one thing, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and share this because this is a good one. The one thing I will say uh, during COVID, Wooddale was trying to figure out what to do with the coming back into the building and the cleaning processes and stuff. And so they had their 
upper level leadership writing the plan. You know, it's the, the playbook for regathering or whatever they were doing. And so they were writing all this stuff about all the stuff we were going to do to try to keep people safe. Okay? So they're saying stuff like we're going to sterilize the microphones and we're going to uh, sanitize the tables in the rooms and we're going to clean the bathrooms on this regular schedule. Okay? So, you know, to most normal people, it sounds great, right? Well, as a custodian, as someone who worked in a hospital and has been in the industry, they use three words that mean completely different things for the same thing, and they actually said that we were going to destroy all the audio systems uh, and that we were going to basically rub sanitizer on a table and call that good, and then we're going to clean the bathrooms where most of the problems would be um, with whatever. And so I was super confused, and I, I told my boss, I was like, um, who, who wrote this? <laughs> and he told me it was like the executive pastor. I was like, um, is he aware that he's using all these words, clean, sanitize, disinfect, and sterilize, as though they're the same word? He's like, they're not? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, no, they're not. And so, I, so we, we circled around, and eventually I told him, I said, look, look to sterilize something, you use extreme cold or extreme heat. So do you want me to bake the microphones <laughs> in between people handing them off? And they're like, no. It's like, right. So don't say we're sterilizing that. That's what we do for operations. We, we, we bake the metal utensils at extreme heat to kill off anything that could possibly be alive on it. Just so we're clear, we don't have that technology, and we are not doing that. Okay? <laughs> and then I said, you know, then he's like, they said they were going to disinfect stuff that was porous. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> so so and they're like, well, what should I say? I was like, we will sanitize with hospital-grade disinfectant. Say that for everything, you'll be fine. But they were like, oh, I didn't realize that those are different words. And like, and to be honest, like, we, as custodians, we'd be smart enough not to take a microphone and bake it. But you know, that's what, they, that what they're communicating in their written documentation is we're going to sterilize this. And they're like, no, we're not. Well, it's like if we're going to do that, like we're, I mean, well, might as well open up to perform surgeries here because it's way more in-depth than it needs to be. So that being said, obviously, when we're talking about cleaning in that thing, I'd say go disinfect the tables. The, the guys then know this is the chemical I use, this is the process I use. We don't have to sit there and explain the whole process, right? Um, and so it can be helpful to make things succinct and or more specific to a particular problem. You know, we got scientists, doctors, um, I'm sure even other, like, fields where instead of using a lot of words to describe this one thing, if you can agree that we'll just refer to this as, then we can just have a talk about that. Uh, but it is hard for people who don't know that field. Uh, it's even hard for people like me growing up on TV, watching uh, medical stuff, lawyer stuff. Like, I sort of feel like I know what the jargon means, but I don't know how to actually do any of it. <laughs> you know? Like, there's stuff in lawyer shows that will be like, such and such, this brief. And I'm like, I know I've heard that word, and I, I, but I honestly don't know what it does, nor where you would use it. But... Like, I hear it, and I'm like, I sort of know what you're talking about, but I don't, okay? And so that's what we need to be useful of. <laughs> yes? I was going to say that 
Um, I think it's interesting because I feel like we kind of do this across the whole world, across everything we do. And it's kind of just part of my brain is like, this is so ridiculous because we literally have multiple books and the internet at our fingertips to define a word for you at any given time as to what it actually means in context. And so sometimes I'm just like, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I end a conversation on the internet with words have meaning. Like, you can't just pick something out of thin air and assign meaning to it. Words have meaning already. Well, and that's a very interesting part because that's one of the reasons why Christianese is such a problem nowadays. It's because culturally, we don't actually think that... I mean, it's one of those things we were taught in college about postmodernism, and, like, I knew during those classes, I'm like, we're past there already. (laughs) Like, where postmodernism is... What's true for you is true for you, true for me, true for me. Like, but we're what we're, we're we're past that now, as far as epistemology goes. Which you know, maybe we'll do epistemology, Throwing which is yeah. yep. <laughs> but that is philosophy, so it's not Christianese. But um, we might talk about epistemology, but like as a whole, our culture, at least here in the West, we have just refused that there is objective empirical truth and or meaning. Which means then, if that's the general gist of it, we can't just keep using words that we think people should know because they won't. Because they will have heard somebody on the internet use that word differently and or someone that they're related to talks about faith this way. And when you use this word, that's all they hear. Uh, And so that's the way... uh, particularly outside of the Christian community, uh, using Christianese is rarely helpful because the people have exposure to other things as well. you got to keep that in mind of their context. And also, if they're not a Christian or don't care about God, that culturally, they're not even conditioned to have that be a normal thing to talk about. Okay? So, here's the... Fu- oh, go ahead. And also the fact that uh, the enemy oftentimes will take our specific words, twist it on purpose, and then drive it through the culture, which will then totally annihilate what we're trying to do if we use those Christianese words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, so for a little bit of a fun exercise, came up and found, I Googled these, to just be honest. Oh, cool. Because I wanted to find some ones that I didn't know. <clears throat> so, we're going to do some uh, work here. I want Don't say them out loud. If you want to write them down, because you need to write them down. There's six. Uh, some of these I know s- certain people in here will know. And I think there's certain ones in here that certain people won't know, which is super fun. I could be wrong, but we'll see how it goes. Which industry, group, or area of expertise do these terms apply to? Okay, and I know some of these, oops, oh, okay, good, that's my next slide, I was like, oh no, I gave him the answer. So there's AWOL, shh, <laughs> AWOL, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there's cash, deck, stat, sweat and elbow, and I want to say hummus, but I think it's hummus, hummus. It looks like hummus. It's just hummus has two M's. That that's not an industry specific term. Hummus, hummus everybody knows what that means. 
kit. You make eye contact with me when you think you have all the ones that you know. Alright, how many people think they have all of them? I kind of thought maybe Daryl would. <laughs> I think that I threw, I threw, yeah, that's that, that I threw that one in there because I was like, I've never even heard that before, so that's fun. All right, so the first one, AWOL, which I think most of us probably know, but again, if you don't, that's totally fine. That's a term from the military. Yep. Okay, so the next one, cash. How many people know what cash is? Okay, good. What is it before I give you the answer? Yeah. Yeah. A short-term storage, but it's in the computer world. Yeah. Um, you know, cache also yeah, a cache of weapons, right? So, like, depending on where you're using it, and then if you're if you're saying things and you say cache, it has a completely other right. meaning, right? It, if it's it, not it written. Some places they don't call it cache; they call it cache. Right. Okay, so it's a different way of yep. thinking. Of it. So, so especially if you're looking at weapons or money, or right. Materials or whatever. Exactly. So it's really important, especially when we're using vocal words and not written words, that people hear things, and if there's not an accurate subtitle being ran, it could mean a whole completely different thing. Yeah. All right. The next one is deck. Anybody have any idea? Is that the fish? Our guess here, though, is to figure out what industry or group yes. belongs to. Yeah, so I'm going to say it's either <laughs> nope. construction or um, like IT. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and I'm just I'm trusting the internet on this one because I, I they use it as a specific thing, and I'm like I guess it's a thing. It comes uh, from journalism. It's an industry-specific term for a subtitle, but specifically like a subtitle that summarizes the story of the article. So they're like, this story needs a deck. But you see, like when you say deck, I think of a thing attached to my house, right? Or in the deck of the ship. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. So I think of like a floor made out of wood. That's what I think of, but... So if you're in a, in a thing about journalism, and, and I'm just sitting there waiting to be interviewed, and someone says, the story needs a deck, I'm thinking, what? That doesn't make any sense. But it makes sense instead of them saying, you need to come up with a subtitle that also uh, summarizes the content of the story. Well, if you have two journalists talking to each other, they just say, give me a deck. Well, it makes perfect sense, right? All right, next one, stat. Okay. See? Yes. See, it's got multiple meanings, so it depends on where you are. The one I'm specifically going for is medical, but there are statistics. It's short for statistics. The one that, where they used that, they didn't give any explanation. It does, it's not short for anything. It just means immediately, like get the doctor stat. It, but I always assumed it was an acronym for something, and as far as I could find, it's not. It's just like they just used that word. I, I don't feel like saying stats all that quicker than saying quick, but. There's well, it's also a hidden phrase because then they can say stat and it doesn't rile up the people that fair, yep, family, yep. Yeah, I've watched so many <laughs> medical <laughs> shows that I have. Yeah, but still, even on code TV, blue, I mean, like, a, they don't explain it. So. 
All right, and then uh, sweat and elbow. Nope, that would be like elbow grease. Yeah, it's plumbing. Sweat means to solder. Sweating on an elbow means you're putting on a 90-degree turn. Now, that being said, I don't know that very many plumbers are going to say, I'm going to sweat on this elbow. They're just going to say something else. But, like, the word sweat and the word elbow means something completely different when you're talking about plumbing than it does when you're talking out on the soccer field. And you're like, my I've got to sweat my elbow, right? So, uh, and then, uh, who miss? Mm. I mean, it might be. That's not the one I picked, but... <laughs> I'm not going to say no, because I'm not a lawyer, but... Yeah, so we're in the area of plants. It is specifically referring to the dark organic matter in the soil that is formed by decomposition. So it's not just dirt. It is specifically the decomposed leaves and animals and all that other stuff that is dark inside of the soil. Uh, and so when you're talking about soil science, it's, you know, you're going to use this. But again, when I see it, I see hummus, right? So It's the same thing. Yeah. So this this is just a, a little example of where we're like, oh, I, you know, if I had to guess, I would have a guess, right? And sometimes we're close, right? You know, well, we knew it had to do with dirt, but that wouldn't make it. That doesn't qualify you to have a job in soil science. Exactly. And so this is the kind of situation we need to be aware of, right? Um, because, you know, none of us are aware of the journalism term gap. I mean, there's other journalism terms that we would be familiar with, but, uh, how would we feel if some journalist was telling us what they do for their job and they only use terms like deck to explain what they're doing? Like, well, today I have to write 42 different decks for my articles for this month. And you'd be like, Right? You're not going to know. So then you have to ask a question. But if you, have, if, if, it, if you didn't understand what they said, how do you even know how to ask a question? Other than, I have no idea what you just said. Right. So, right. So it helps explain why it is that we're going to talk about Christianese. We're going to help hopefully help. <laughs> the goal is, there we go, the goal is to help us understand what things we might say that would be Christianese, that is totally fine if in our context we're able to say the same things, but we also need to help ourselves understand that it's okay for me to, for, for anybody to say, like, what do you mean by that? Because every once in a while someone will use a Christian term that I'm like, that's the wrong Christian term to use in that sentence, I'm pretty sure, or you're a heretic. So then I say, well, what do you mean by that? And they explain, I'm like, oh, so you meant this, right? And that's not to show them up and say, like, I know more jargon than you do because blah, blah, blah. It's just that I, I want to know what you're saying because if what, you're, what you said was actually what you meant, then I have a different response than if you just accidentally used the wrong term. But then we also need to be able to explain what we mean by these things in non-Christian-y words. Now, that being said, it's hard to explain religion without using religious terms. We're never going to rid, like, explain the gospel without talking about religious stuff. 
is going to be impossible. We have to understand that our realm of explaining the gospel clearly to people is the realm of religion. And so for a completely non-religious person, we will have to explain even more terms than just the big ones. So we have to know who we're talking to in order to understand what we need to explain and also to ask the questions so they don't have to ask questions. Did you understand what I meant by that? some examples of Christianese and I forgot a paper in my office you ponder that question again to get started without me I, I wanted to grab my paper because if you guys come up with a term that I didn't come up with that needs to be put upon this class I want to write it down so I'll be right back propitiation <laughs> sanctification yeah so possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm basically have a. Checklist. Ooh, sovereignty. Don't have that one. Washed in the blood. <laughs> I don't have that written down, but that was a. That's a good one. specific word or phrase for that. You're talking about progressive sanctification, which is you're never going to be perfect, but you should be making progress, which means you should stop doing the thing that you're doing yeah. and that you don't have permission to keep sinning. Like you, I don't feel like this is like a common theme. Like we it, all know this already, yeah. but let me tell you, it is what the conversation always digresses to. It's like, can you just move on? <laughs> progressive sanctification. Yes. Which is almost helpful because it describes... <laughs> so it's just long and 
there's so many, like, yeah. what do you just, just, you know, uh, oh, I don't need to see it, I just want to trust with that simple definition, or is there more, or is there other Sometimes we use the same word for different things. Because sometimes we do say, like, put your faith in blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I have faith that, and we use faith to mean more than one thing. Did you give grace repentance? Yes, that's on here. Yep. 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 Had those. Yep. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I have a different definition of fear, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that that's the problem, though, right? Because, like, let me tell you, Ricky's well, big problem is, like, I don't fear God. I'll fear God. And I'm like, he's like, I love cover. every God. I don't fear God. And I'm like, you better that's shut up. Like, he's going to strike with lightning. Like, <laughs> I mean, awful, right? Yeah, yeah. Just know that I'm going to stop it for right now, but that doesn't mean we stop it. You can come up with more throughout the weeks every day, every, every day, every week that we do this. Feel free to bring some, okay? Because I, I do, I have some more on here, but I don't want to get into them yet because I have I have a schedule for the class of what I'm trying to do. But like, this isn't just like, Caleb will show up randomly every week and say, I have a, I have a plan. But we're, in order for the plan to be in process this next week and moving forward, we need to keep moving forward. So... Please continue thinking of those. What I want to do is rein us in because we've been in Christian Christianese. We've been talking because I told you ahead we're trying to do gospel stuff. But the first, you know, first thing is uh, for, for my only example for Christianese for this right now is evangelizing the lost. How many times do you hear you go evangelize the lost when you're at church? Yeah, yeah, all right. So then, so then. If someone doesn't say that, and we're like, well, let's try to make it more simple, we'll say, well, like, sharing your faith. Because that doesn't use any big words, like evangelize. But, I mean, I think we all conceptually know what share your faith means, but think of the words. I can't split my faith and then be like, here. Okay? We know that that's not what that means. Even colloquially, we know that's not what that means. But, like, again, what, what does that mean? And then we say stuff like, give them the gospel. Yeah. That one's a little bit more, like, specific. Okay? So, here's the deal, right? We know Jesus told his disciples, go into the world, preach the gospel, help people understand the teachings baptize them through the whole Great Commission thing, right? Like, we as Christians know that, and we internalize that, and I wouldn't say we're experts, because I think the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. But we have industry-specific language, right? And I think it's helpful in some ways. Because I, I can just be like, Daryl, you need to give your your neighbor the gospel. And he knows what, that, what I mean by that. I mean, there, there's like a six-sentence understanding of what I just told him to do, okay? But if we go around only talking about Christianity and only about our faith and how we relate to God in Christianese, no one who isn't a Christian will understand what we're saying, okay? Because they're going to be like, what are you talking about? So I want you to picture the most oblivious person, okay? 
That's what I want you to try your hardest to be able to explain the gospel to him. And first, like Matt said earlier, gospel? That's not a word we use in English on any regular basis except for in religion. Christianity, spirituality, whatever correct label you want to put on it. We use it there. We don't do that. Why? Well, there's a good reason. So, first Christianese term we're going to do today, because what I'm going to tell you to do has to involve using the word gospel. So, we're going to figure out gospel first, because this is help us practice and think about how it is we can do these sorts of things. I think, generally, we know, maybe not everybody, but I think enough people that I don't feel like you have to raise your hand. What does the word gospel mean? Good news, okay? Uh, if you want the specific, it's an old English word from God and spell smashing together, which is the old English way of saying good news. Um, so instead of saying, I just got good news, they would say, like, I just received God spell. Okay? We don't talk like that, right? So, I mean, we're using an old word to mean a very specific thing, which is totally fine. Um, it is... The English, the reason is now gospel. It is the translation for the Greek word euangelion and its forms, because there's like preaching the gospel is, you know, there's forms of it, but just so we're aware. It's not always that form uh, in the New Testament, but it has this, which has the same meaning of good news. That's what that Greek word means. The Greek word means good news, so then we use the English word that means good news. Sometimes, depending on your translation, it says gospel. Sometimes it says good news. In the Greek, it's the same word. Okay? For whatever reason, the translation I like to use, in Matthew, when Jesus is preaching the gospel, it's always good news. Anytime after in Acts and beyond, they translate a gospel. Okay? It's the same thing. Okay? I think they're trying to delineate because Jesus is preaching the good news of the kingdom, and it's not he's preaching the gospel because he hadn't died yet. So I think they're trying to show, like, there's a little bit of difference there, but it's literally the same word. Okay, it literally just means good news. Right, but but the but I'm just saying that he had the they were had they would have the Greek word and in the New Testament is exactly the same, and we're translating it into English as two separate words. So the Greek reader would have saw the gospel of the kingdom, or preaching the good news about Jesus. It, you know, it would have been all the same. So just so we're aware, you can use the words good news instead of gospel. Now, does that help? Not necessarily. Because what the way, how does the believing community use it? Uh, I'll fast forward a little bit. Uh, we use it as a shorthand, condensed way to refer to God's plan of salvation as it's revealed in the Bible. And even more specifically, usually what we're talking about is Jesus' life, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and promised return, in which there you just had a whole lot of Christian terms, right? <laughs> So we're using a whole bunch of Christian terms to describe one Christian term as to how we use that Christian term. The reason I say that is because we need to know that we go into a bunch of people that aren't saved and maybe have very limited or bad exposure to churches, and we say, I want to share the gospel with you. How do they know how to respond if they want you to or not, or if they're opposed to it or not? Because you just ask that to share something they don't know they don't even know what that means. And even if they say, I want to share some good news with you, at least that might pique their interest. But 
like if you're trying to tell him I want to talk about God, he said I want to share some good news with you. They're thinking like, oh, did the Vikings just trade somebody? Like, right? Like, it could be strategic, right? But we need to understand that it's it's not going to be a culturally understood thing. Okay. So when we're talking about gospel, when I say, here's what I want you to do, because the next thing I'm going to tell you to do is the course project for the whole block. Okay. When I use the word gospel, this is what I'm talking about. The plan of sal- God's God's plan of salvation that entails the fact that Jesus came to die for our sins, He rose from the dead, and that results in us being saved. Okay. Well, there's a lot of Christianese words in there, so this is what we're seeking to do. Here's our course project. I want you to write a one to three sentence. The shorter, the better. Okay. So I almost said one one sentence, and I'm like, well, someone's gonna be livid at me all week long. So I don't know. you can start bigger. Because what we're going to do is dwindle it down as much as we can. I want you to write a one to three sentence description of what what the content is of what we're trying to tell people when we are sharing the gospel. So here I am. I say, you all should share the gospel with your, your lost friends and family. I want you to write down a one to three sentence of what I just told you to, to tell people. Okay? And it's not going to be amazing or perfect and that's why yeah, i think we've got like 12 weeks to figure it out okay so we'll be okay we're trying to plainly explain the gospel to people who don't understand christianese terms because the people who need to clearly understand the gospel for the first time are not part of this expert community that gets to use jargon to make things short and easy sharing the gospel usually takes a long time over the course of weeks doesn't always because you can sometimes witness to somebody on a plane and you know I mean, if that's the only opportunity you have, great. They might get saved. You never know because someone might have been doing some work ahead of you. That could totally be a thing. But when we're thinking about, okay, I got a neighbor. They don't love God. They don't care about God. I'm going to share the gospel with them. It's going to take some time. So I want you to write a one to three, as simple as you can, description of what it is we're trying to tell people when we're saying, you know, my goal is to share the gospel with them. Okay? And then as we go through this course, I want us to evaluate simplify and remove as many Christianese language things as we can. I put in there as much as possible because I know it's not going to be possible to eliminate all Christian ter- Christianese or religious terms. So I want you to, to please try and use, if you're going to have Christianese words in it, please make them be like basic or like more basic ones. Okay. Like, like we said, like sin, like there's not, if you're trying to write a one to three, so a short thing, you're probably going to use the word sin, okay? And I know that's kind of a Christianese term, but then what we want to do is be, we want to be prepared to explain any of those terms that we leave in, okay? So whatever words you leave in here that are religious, spiritual, Christian, or whatever, you should be able to first circle them like that's not a normal word circle it and say i'm willing to explain that to someone that might not know now the goal is to have as few of those as possible that the words you leave in there are words that the vast majority of people will know but that doesn't mean that you don't need to be prepared to explain it because there might be somebody who doesn't know okay so that's our goal uh is to write a one to three sentence description of what it is that we're trying to tell people when we're trying to share the gospel with them 
I, I don't want to say it's a definition of the gospel. It's not quite what I'm shooting for. So we're going to work on this together. I have mine. I'm sure that it needs some work too. I'm using mine as a layout for our weeks uh, to cover. Next week, uh, this is not a very, we already kind of mentioned it. It's not all that hard. We'll get into harder ones later. But first week, I think that if we're going to explain the gospel to people, uh, we kind of have to start with God. And I don't think there's a better word for God. And so we're going to talk about God. Okay, uh, What do we mean when we talk about God? Uh, because if you're talking to uh, a Muslim and you talk about God or Allah, it could be very different. And they might agree with certain things that you might say. And they might not. If you're talking to someone who like thinks that you should just blend all the world religions together, they might think God is something different. If you talk to someone that's been part of AA, God as we understand him, right? So we need to be able to, instead of thinking that everyone outside the Christian community should understand that what we mean by God is this, we should be willing and ready to explain it. So that's our first term. Not that we're going to be like, okay, this is the best. But we need to be able to have a conversation about God using as few Christianese languages as we can to describe to somebody else who doesn't have our knowledge what we're trying to communicate. Okay? So that's your homework for the week is to write down, mainly to get started on your description because if you if you don't do that early on, it's just going to feel like you're cheating off of everybody else. So. so do that first and then just be prepared to contemplate, okay, what if I'm t- trying to share the gospel with someone and they're giving me pushback on God? What what conversation do I have next? Instead of being like, just accept it. <laughs> Believe it already. What kind of conversation do I need to have with these people about what I am talking about when I refer to God? So. You're all dismissed.